come visit me. You know, Atlanta airport, crazy. Like you can't, you can't go to Atlanta airport and think you can just park your, park your car right there and go greet somebody and hug them and all of that. But, and so this relates to what we're talking about, by the way. So she, so she came or whatever. And so I'm calling, I'm, we're on the phone. I'm like, where are you at? And she's, and I saw her, what color she was wearing. I said, well, you're going to have to walk the little walkway to come across. Cause you know how it's like four lanes right there. And I'm on the last lane. So I was like, you got to come across. I don't think you can do that. I'm like, no, you can't. It's fine. I do this all the time. Like, I live here. I know you. I wouldn't tell you you can do it. You can't. Right. And she's like, I, you just can't. I'm like, girl, if you don't just come on. And so you know how I'm just like playful banter. I'm like, girl, bring your ass over here. And I said, so she gets over across the street. And then I'm like, she's not talking. I'm like, girl, you've been here seven seconds. You already got an attitude. So I'm, I'm like, how was your flight? I'm like, how was your flight? She goes, fine. I'm like, okay. Um, I said, oh, your flight was cool and all that? Yes. I said, okay. So we get in the car, put a luggage up, we get in the car. She's barely talking. So I'm finally like, yo, do you have an attitude or something? Are you mad at me? I just don't understand. I'm like, oh, Lord. And she goes, you don't understand. You yelling and cussing at me. I said, when did I yell and cuss? And I said, you know what? I apologize. I didn't mean to. All of that. And she goes, and when I was a kid, you don't know this, but I saw my sister get hit by a car. I'm like, girl, you're 33. I hope that you have processed that by now. I didn't know that any of this happened. I'm sorry. But she, and she was just going off about when she was seven, her sister got hit by a car. And I was like, well, isn't your sister still alive? She's like healthy. But I still saw her get hit. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, oh, just don't cross streets anymore at all. Just she said, I have a hard time crossing streets. I'm like, <laughs> I said, first of all, I, in my head, I'm thinking, how often are you crossing the street as an adult, to be honest? But right, second, right. you ain't processed this shit yet. And that's, goes, and that's why I'm like, the world don't care about what's going on. Like these cars ain't gonna stop because you saw your your sister get hit by a car thirty <laughs> years ago. Like nigga, you thirty three. Like bro, so I say all that to say the world don't care, bro. You got to figure out how to make yourself handle everything that's going on in life because the world ain't gonna stop for you. And even your family and friends are gonna get exhausted of trying to be there for you all the time. You got after a while, you got to pick yourself up. Yeah. You stuff that has happened to you or don't matter who did it to you or what happened right. you have to deal with that like yep. so she if that if she knew that was a trigger a long time ago she should have been and got that <laughs> she could and it's like and as well because she works she got her degrees and she works in mental health i'm like yeah you also need therapy she trying to be everybody else's therapist oh you yeah need a- all therapists need a therapist because you can't help me if you ain't helped yourself Thank you. <laughs> that's what, and that's why I had to stop talking to certain people in my life. I'm like, look, I got my own shit going on. I can't be out here trying to help yeah. you. There's a lot of people who, um, you know, they don't they don't realize when you cut them off. It's be- mostly mainly because a lot of stuff that they do it has everything has to be revolved around them. When something happens in their life, it's always them them me and it's like okay but I'm also going through something too so I'm trying my best to be there for you but your situation is kind of triggering me and it's a lot it's a lot and it's just like there's I have one home girl that I really talked to now it's she thinks her problems are bigger than everybody else's her pain is bigger than everybody else's she's the only one that's going to need some healing and it's like she will come to visit as soon as she comes in Soon she walks in, hey boo, give me a hug. You don't believe you won't believe this. And she just unloads. 
And I'm I'm like, I get part of it. Maybe you don't have anyone else you do this with, but God dang, like you come in, I didn't stayed up waiting for it's two o'clock in the morning. You get off the road, come straight in, and I'm trying to go to bed. And you unloading for an hour and a half at two, three in the morning. I'm like, yo, and I got you know, I got work in the morning. And so now I got all your problems on my shoulders too. Yes. I'm like, Lord, and then as soon as I bring, I bring up, I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. I went through the same thing. Yeah, but not like me. I'm like, okay, it's not a competition. Oh, goodness. I have a friend who, like, if we talked about men and stuff like that, and you know how, like, sometimes you can't shake certain people. Like, you may have a have a hold with a guy or a girl that you're dealing with. Um, her thing would always be, well, try having a kid with somebody. You really can't. I'm like, Girl, look, just because look, no, you, I'm not gonna try to have a kid with somebody. <laughs> as you have a kid does not make your situation way worse than mine. Right. Like we all go through our own stuff, bro, and it's not <laughs> say it again, say it again. We all dealing with fuck boys. <laughs> all right, you know, let's change the subject to speaking of fuck boys. Speaking of fuck boys. What makes a fuckboy a fuckboy? What are some characteristics of a fuckboy? Um, broke. Okay, um, but hold on, hold on. So I feel like, so we're going to be, I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but we're going to talk about each one. So broke, does that, that doesn't just mean like you don't have money because I like, I feel like if you got all your bills paid and you just don't have a lot of extra money, that's not necessarily broke, right? Like, what do you mean broke? What's broke to you? No, that's not broke because that's my situation. I can't be mad at somebody. <laughs> I can't be mad at somebody for being in the same situation as me. I'm talking about like someone who puts no effort into um, keeping a job, uh, even having a job. Um, someone who has no type of plan to- no ambition to keep money, to obtain money, just, you just broke. Like, yeah, I like, <laughs> like broke, to me, broke is a mentality a lot yeah. of times. And that's why I try to tell like, like I tell some of my students or whatever, like the younger generation, especially the, the, the chicks that have to date the dudes that are like 23, 24, younger. I'm like, these dudes are some whiny ass men. Like they are crybabies now. And they, and so I try to tell my young homies, I'm like, yo, it's they complain with there's one man with money, blah, blah, blah. I said, first of all, you're dating other college students. So she ain't got money for real either. But it's all about confidence and ambition, bro. Like and creativity. Cause if you say, yeah, you don't have a lot of money, but you can plan some type of date with not a lot of money, bro. But you and already I, go ahead. I'll say at that age, I didn't have those expectations. I was in college, like I wasn't expecting to date someone who just had it all together i don't like you to fly you out to miami <laughs> yeah i can only ask of someone what i'm able to offer as well so i'm not going to ask you to have this and that and make sure that when i graduate you're gonna be able to buy me a car and a house and <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to do that for myself so why would i expect that out of you um so i just say like especially for young people, you have to, you have to date people who are in the same, on the same level as you, but mm -hmm. also make sure that they have some type of ambition so that they're not always stuck in that spot. 
Like, I, I don't want to be dating somebody for five years. Say I started dating them when I was 23. Now we're 28 and you, you have nothing in your name. Like you, you've done nothing to, to make something of yourself. So, you know, don't have, don't have, have standards of course but don't don't let your expectations be so high that you're just like mm, no that's not gonna work for me but you can't even do it for yourself right I will say though part of that social media has changed it because now like first of all I be on social media and I see these college students they're like 21 22 and like in their relationships they're living like an abundant life and it's like I wonder how much of that is real and if it is real how the hell are these 21 year olds out here like living the way they are? Cause back in the, even when you was in college, like our era, we're, yeah, we're the same era. Like our yeah. era, it was so different. Like they out here drinking Hennessy in, as college students. We was drinking cheap vodka back in the day. Yeah. I mean, well, I ain't even gonna lie. I did drink Henny in college. Was I you did. really? Yeah. How? But, uh, I mean, well, <laughs> my freshman year, First of all, let me just start by saying I'm I'm not much of a drinker. Like especially when I was that young, I didn't drink like that. Yeah. So like when I would drink, it would be like I was at a club and I would get a drink. Yeah. But ever somebody was like, let's go get a bottle. I didn't do that. Um, I didn't start doing that until probably like my junior or senior year. And by then I had a pretty well paying job. So I could afford to get a bottle. But True. um no, these these new I don't know these new ones they they something else. I mean even the even the high school kids they look and act so grown. So, so wow, yeah. I wish I knew because if I knew how they were able to do that, I would be doing it too. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, I'm like, how do they how are they doing that? Like I would have made sure I was on my p's and q's back then. Bruh, if that's I, I think, but I do think a lot of it is because of social media, they pressure themselves or whatever. We talk about the presence of social media, but it's really like you pressure yourself because of what you see on social media. So now you didn't told yourself, oh, I got to have Ciroc. I got to have Henny or whatnot. And also when I was in college, I mean, when I was, especially when I was in college, I mean, first of all, I said this last week to one of my students and I said, when I first got there my freshman year, the only thing we had for social media was MySpace and Facebook. And they said, oh my God, what are you, 40? Oh my, I'm like, yeah, right, chill out. Chill Damn. Out. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but like back then, we also, we was taught not to post pictures of us drinking on social media. And now that's all they do. I'm like, y'all can't wait to post pictures of y'all with bottles. I'm saying we wasn't posting nothing like that. Yeah, but they also have, if you notice, a lot of, a lot of um, younger, younger, like 20s, they're doing like, um, on their names for social media, like on Facebook, they don't put their real names. They don't put, so, and a lot of them have fake accounts. Um, it's a lot of ways around that stuff. Yeah. And, and, but also, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm in HR and a lot of, a lot of times that stuff is not even looked at, to be honest. We think see, that stuff and they're not. And that's what I said. I said, I feel like it was like our parents telling us this, not like people working in HR or people hiring. It's just what our people at church said. Plus, now you're, now you're starting to get people like from at my age that are the people that are hiring as well. So like maybe back then when I was trying to get hired in college, that person wouldn't have hired me because I was doing all that. But mm -hmm. now 
I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, I, that has no effect on your job because I've been there and, and I was doing all that and I was still a great student, great employee. Like my students today, we have a group meet where everybody communicates when they just got random questions to ask each other and stuff like that. Or if they're just asking someone to take their shift or something. And so like three of them, I walked in today and it was like, ask Will, ask Will. I was like, what? And they said, would it be okay if we just got in a group meet and asked everybody to see if everybody wants to meet up at a bar and go out? I said, that's not a, I don't care. That's like, because <laughs> I'm like, also, that's not like a official university account either. It's just a random group meet that we yeah, created yeah. so they can communicate. But probably 15 years ago, they would have been like, you don't put stuff like that in here about going to bars and drinking. That has no effect on their job. And I think because I'm like that, they don't feel like they have to lie to me. They can be very transparent. Like they'll just, one of my students asked me like one year, this is when I was at Florida State and I can say the school name cause I ain't there no more. But, <laughs> but when I was at Florida State, one girl said, well, I'm not gonna lie. I, I just don't wanna work Sunday cause I'm going, I wanna go to a Super Bowl party. She said, I really just, that's the only reason I just don't wanna work. I said, well, look, see if you can find someone to cover it or there's two other people working, ask them if they would be fine working just them two without you. And if they're fine with it, I'm not tripping. And, but like, when you're like that, they can actually be transparent instead of trying to lie. Oh, uh, my parents are coming in town or something like that. I just, I, now I'm to the point where I just be like, I ain't gonna better do it. I ain't gonna better make it. Cause I don't <laughs> got anything for real. Um, <laughs> but that's what I do. But um, one thing I'll say about like, drinking and stuff like that I really like you said it's not an issue anymore because like we get on our work calls and we discuss drinks like (laughs) they really have full-blown conversations about alcohol and it trips me out and another thing I will say about like the younger generation a lot of them don't want nine to fives they don't care how they portray themselves Mm -hmm. they are doing it for the gram all day so for them, for them, it doesn't matter. It's like, this is what I want people to see because ultimately they probably want to be influencers or um, they want to own their own business. So it don't matter how they handle themselves. And that's the thing, like that's black Twitter right there, especially they think everyone has to be an entrepreneur, which that's dope, but not everybody can or will be an entrepreneur either. And so that's the difference when you've had, what, 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 what age was you when you got your first social media account? And what was it? Um, I think I was seventh or eighth grade. So I was probably like 12 or 13 and it was MySpace. Okay. So you was like 12 or 13 with your first uh, social media account. For me, it was Black Planet and Black Planet still wasn't huge, but I was about 14, 15 when I first got on there. But now mm-hmm. they're getting, and now, and that's when social media was kind of small. You, It wasn't so international either. Like when I first got on Twitter, pretty much anybody on my timeline was just people from Louisville or people in college or my family or whatnot. But now these, the people now, like my student, my 19 year olds have been on social media since they were seven and they was already on an international plate. And so they're seeing all of these and it's different jobs to get. So now they're growing, they growing up right in the thick of it where they can just look at social media jobs. Like, when we was growing up, like when you was in middle school and pro- even probably part of high school, social a social media job, social media manager, that wasn't like a real thing. That wasn't a thing. <laughs> that wasn't a thing at all. Right. All these uh, social media positions, I see them all the time at work. That was not a thing. 
Right. And it's so weird to see that. Like, even for me, it wasn't until like college, maybe like when I was closer to upperclassmen where all of this started becoming more and more normal. But like, we didn't grow up with social media influencers where we didn't grow up where you just posting funny videos can turn into you getting like comedy gigs and meeting Will Smith or something. Because if it was, all the shit that I was posting back in the day, I would be way, I'd be out here somewhere stunned, like with the shit that I was just posting when I was in undergrad and stuff. So now it's, well, it's, it's a catch 22 because it's way easier to start popping and be successful with all the social media stuff, but the market's saturated as well. Now everybody's trying to do it. So now you have to stand out and do and bring something different. And they're the student, the young people now are growing up in it. Like they get to grow up in it where they're not looking at like, what? I'm not getting no HR job. I'm not working in higher ed. I'm not going to be a professor. Or if they are looking at like, I'm going to be a, like, you know how many women that I have on my timeline that are dentists or dental assistants, but they're mm-hmm. popping on TikTok and Instagram because they're just giving dentists facts. And then that, yeah. can lead you, that can lead to you getting brand endorsements and stuff like that. That was not thought of when we was growing up. Yeah. It's like now it's like you take whatever, uh, whatever your profession is and you just capitalize off of that for yourself. And yeah. it's so to do that now because of social media when like you said back then it was you just went to work and then you came home and you might get on social media just to post a few pictures or say how your day was but that was it and I I love our generation though because we were able to see all of that stuff so you know we were at a time where there wasn't any social media to how we've seen it all evolve and I think that's so I, that's what, yeah, I love our generation too, because we're like the middle child. We're mm-hmm. right in between. We got to, thank God, we got to grow up and experience life without it. And we know life with it. So I think at least for us, like we're the, like we're the smack dab, like millennials or whatever, for real millennials, like, like your parents, they're millennials, but those are very different millennials. You Mo- know, like, no, so technically, like technically, the way they do it, they're they're millennials. They're millennials. <laughs> but those those aren't millennials, though. Like we're the real millennials and stuff. And then I hate when they call the younger people millennials. So I'm like, hold on, they are not our generation. But that's why I love our generation because we know there are great things about how it was before social media. There's also great things about the social media age. But we also recognize how shitty both could be. So yeah. we can recognize that and we can just combine all the good parts of both of them and yeah, go with it. So either either way, you know, I think I think that's another great thing about our generation is that um, we have so many options. Like yeah. we have a ton of options. Like you said, we've seen things in many different ways. And because of that, we can decide which way we want to move. And I think that is I think that's so dope because like even when you talk to like baby boomers, for example, they get so mad at how like boisterous we are. And <laughs> like, they hate that. They hate that we'll quit a job in a heartbeat. Like they hate that. You need to pay your bills. You just need a job and pay your That's bills. Like No, we know for the most part, we know our worth. Mm-hmm. We know that we know that we can go get it somewhere else. We don't have to be here. Like <laughs> you acting like I need you and you need me. Right. But 
like yeah we're the first generation where we actually put like mental health happiness and peace of mind in the front like they can't understand that we would choose peace of mind over yeah. stuff and and no i need like i need because that generation like our parents like not well probably yeah I, I guess your parents as well but especially my mama and daddy they are in that generation of you go to work pay the bills, raise your family, and who cares if you're tired and your back hurts and you have no peace of mind, you just pay all those bills and go home. Because I even remember back then, that's what uh, that's what Uncle Bro used to say, because that was him, like, he believed, just go to work, make your money. I remember he used to say that early on. And then, of course, what I like about our uh, most of the older people in our family, they're willing to adapt to, like, the newer age and the newer generation, though. That's what I love about them. But they definitely, my daddy was like that back in the day. You just, they didn't care. Work 12 hours, go mm -hmm. home, eat dinner, see your family for a little bit, go to sleep and do it all again the next day. Yeah. And we like, fuck that. We not doing that shit. No. Like there's gotta be some type of balance. Has to mm -hmm. be. Um, I, I don't mind working a nine to five because I know that even though I am an entrepreneur as well, I don't mind working a nine to five because I know that I might not be able to give my all all the time into entrepreneurship mm -hmm. because people don't realize that when you become an entrepreneur, that is 24 seven. Y'all be wanting to quit y'all's jobs and all that. <laughs> people want to quit their jobs and talk about how they don't want to be on other people's time and they don't want a nine to five. Well, now look at you. Now you're working 24 hours a day. So, yeah. you know. I don't want a, that. I don't want a boss. I'm like, well, now the customers are your boss though. Yes, yes. You, they have to be, you have to be there with every back and call whatnot. And then with a, with a nine to five, it's a steady paycheck. Like I know I'm going to get my paycheck. When you're mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, you might have a huge ass check. You yep. might have a huge ass check on October 13th and may not get another one until December 1st. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it depends on what you built for. What'd you say? Yeah. I said, it's definitely up in the air. And I, and I just, I, I just want to tell people like you have to use your nine to five as your way to build on your business because until you don't want to struggle. I, well, I don't know about other people. I don't want to struggle. <laughs> I don't want to struggle in, because I'm trying to build a business. Like you, I mean, sometimes businesses work and sometimes they don't. And mm -hmm. what I'm not, is struggle because my business isn't successful so until I get to that point where I feel like okay I think I can quit my job now I'm gonna be working <laughs> right right and like if you find a job that you don't that you enjoy or mm -hmm. it, or at least not maybe not even enjoy at least a job that you don't mind yeah. like that's that might be the the biggest part just find something that you don't mind doing that you're not tripping when you gotta go do it just find mm -hmm. that or whatever and now because of social media and all these platforms and anchor and just all these kind of things, it's easier now to have your full-time job, but building your side hustles and entrepreneurship, and maybe you don't go hundred percent at that, but it can be a nice little extra money for you to go on trips and extra money for you to buy whatever you want to buy. Like not everybody's meant for like full-time entrepreneurship because that no. shit is just no. and, and some people are doing it and they don't need to. <laughs> It's also true. Like when I be on Twitter, seeing how people like react to their customers and stuff, I'm like, that's yeah. why you niggas are not going to be Netflix or Disney World. You're not yeah. going to be McDonald's so, because you don't treat y'all customers anyway. 
Yeah. So for example, yesterday, um, I was on Instagram and a popular rapper girlfriend, um, little baby's girlfriend, her name's Jada. She, oh, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but fine. Okay. So that's who this Jada that I keep seeing people tweet. Like now that's yes. when I feel old because I don't be knowing who the fuck these younger rappers are, our young rappers, girlfriends. And I kept seeing Jada being tweeted. So, okay. So it's little yes. baby girlfriend. So, so let me just start by like, I, I, I'm all for, for women being successful. I'm all for anything that women decide they want to do. I don't really judge, um, you know, depending on whatever it is you want to do. And that's how you make your money. That's how you do it. But I do not like this new wave of, um, social media, making these rapper girlfriends popular because then they get in their head and they just think that they didn't really done something and they haven't. But anyways, um, Jada has a clothing line and um, her clothing obviously is not of quality. So a girl ordered some clothes. She's important black business. She ordered some clothes. Um, she had a white, it was a white outfit. It looked like the uh, whatever's what was on it. It looked like they like ironed it on. Um, <laughs> everything was like see-through like you could see the pockets you could see everything so she made a video a TikTok about it or whatever and was just saying like she was just disappointed in the quality like the video wasn't disrespectful or anything she was like doing a review like you would do on YouTube and um Jada went to social media instead of instead of contacting this girl and being professional she went to social media and was like people will do anything to tie your business down um yeah so stuff like that and um they ended up allowing the girl to return but let's just start by saying that they never had a return policy in place so you mean to tell me that you created a whole business where you are selling something and you have no return policy regardless of if your return policy is no returns, you still need to have some type of return policy. Mm -hmm. Somebody purchases your stuff, they know, okay, if I buy this, I can't return it. So <laughs> they her stuff look really, really bad. Um, and this, this is exactly what I'm talking about where I say everybody should not own a business. Um, you know, some people are, some people need to leave their social media at, um, posting pictures and call it a day <laughs> yeah but i mean that's true though and, and social media has made us believe that everyone like if you're not an entrepreneur what you doing you a slave like no nigga like first of all y'all are all some assholes and stuff because what do you think our parents were doing like our parents didn't have all what all entrepreneurs and didn't have social media jobs and stuff like our parents had nine to fives and guess what a lot of our parents made really good money with their nine to fives and great benefits and great vacation time and enjoyed their jobs as well. Like y'all shitting on, like the app, that's the thing about social media. There's more people that's not on social media than that are on social media in our country. And there's way more people that are working nine to fives than that are entrepreneurs. Who do you think is fucking bagging your groceries? Who the fuck do you think is renting your car at Enterprise? Like who's right, working right. at the liquor stores? Who's working? Who's your professors and your teachers and stuff like people? Social media has made us as a society so fucking vain and entitled and inconsiderate and think the world revolves around us and that I'm better than everybody. And mm -hmm. that and social media does not represent the average American. Like 
especially when they get on there and they start talking about like, is making six figures rich? I'm like, maybe making six figures isn't rich, but you are hella comfortable. You yeah. are hella comfortable because the average the average salary for like a family, even in Atlanta, the average salary is like $32,000. And y'all shitting on people. They, they'll, they'll say making 75,000 is broke. Like where the fuck do y'all live that 70? Now, if you're in New York or LA, I get it. If you're in California or New York, 75,000, you still live in paycheck to paycheck, basically. Yeah. For the- on your, it also depends on your family size. So, like, if you have, if it's just you and a kid, are you and your, and also how, how much income is coming into the household as well. So, yeah, if, income ratio. Right. So, if you are someone with a two income household and y'all are both making $75,000 and y'all have one kid, y'all are probably good. Like, <laughs> Like, y'all probably are pretty good, um, you know, but if you're somebody like, I'm pretty sure that I encounter a lot of people who probably only make $40,000 a year and they have like three or four kids, they're not living well, you know, Mm-mm. no way. Yep. And, you know, and they're, and they're small kids too. So you're still buying diapers, you're still buying um, formula at times, you know, stuff like that. Yep. No, this um, this generation is messed up when it comes to how they think things are supposed to be, um, and they don't consider like everything that somebody might be, you know, the, what what goes into their household. So mm-hmm. that's the it, crazy part because I had a homeboy I went to college with, and he'd get on Facebook. If you ain't got no kids, then I don't know why you struggling ever. I'm like, bro, you don't know what anyone is going through. You don't know what kind of, if they had hospital bills that they're paying for. You don't know if if they ended up in a car accident and they're paying, and it was their fault. And now they got to pay for the, the insurance and the other person's car and all that. You don't know what anyone's going through. It's like when I was, I was at the barbershop a couple of weeks ago. And they was talking about, uh, we talking about the movies and stuff. And he was like, do you like the movie? You still go to the movies? Because, you know, a lot of people don't do the movies now. And I said, I do enjoy the movie experience still. It is expensive, but I enjoy it. And he was like, well, I got four kids and a wife. I said, oh, so the movies are expensive as hell. Because I looked up tickets the other day. And like one ticket, a single ticket was $16. I'm like, God, a a discounted for senior citizens was like fourteen twenty five. I'm like, bro, fourteen twenty five discounted. Yeah, so, I think that um, increased pricing though because people do not come to the movies as much anymore. I mean, why would I though if I can watch it at home and I'm already paid for the app that is coming on? You know, and I can cook dinner at home, which is going to be way cheaper than buying food there or going $20. out to eat afterwards. Twenty dollars. <laughs> Nigga, twenty dollar pop, bro. I went on a date with this chick, and we went to the movies. And I just wasn't thinking nothing of it because I hadn't been to movies in so long. I'm like, for me and her's ticket, and to just get like some popcorn and some gummies and two drinks or whatever, I paid like sixty dollars. I'm like, to a nice restaurant for that, right, bro? I'm <laughs> like, we could have, we could have went to a nice restaurant, had drinks, ate, and then came back to the house and binge watch something which is way more fun and it would have been the same thing or cheaper it would have been cheaper probably so it's just social media has all these niggas minds skewed with stuff because to be honest if you get out of college 
and you're able to make 40,000 a year straight out of college, that's pretty good. Cause normally out of college, you ain't making shit. Yeah. So, so I get it on one end. We deserve more. Like we all get it. Like it sucks that it's like this. Yeah. So but that's what I would say um, about social media though, even though there's a lot of stuff on there that tells you how you should be and what you should be doing with your life. Social media is not all bad. I think we all know no. that. But social media is not all bad. I mean, social media has taught me a lot of stuff. It's pulled me, uh, helped pull me out of dark places. Um, so, and sometimes I'm like, man, I want to get off social media. But then other times I'm like, no, nah, but I need this right here because, but I think it all goes into um, the same way that we are with who we keep around us. It's like you have to do the same thing on social media with like who you're friends with, who you follow. Um, there's a lot of accounts that I follow when I first got on social media that I had to remove because it's like, okay, this is triggering me every time I get on social media or this is making me feel like I'm not enough because yeah. she's doing this. And so, you know, you just have to, you definitely have to um, make your social media fitting for you. Yep. So feel like it's if they trying to tell you something that you don't agree with or you don't think is right for your life, unfollow it. You don't have yep. to follow. It. And that's the and good I, thing. And, the, and that's the good thing about life. You don't have yep. to be around people or be friends with people that you don't want to be around. And I'm glad you said that because we've been talking about all the negative parts of social media. But it's mm -hmm. true, like like I was talking to a friend the other day and it's like when you're down bad and you're in a bad place in life, when someone is just like proud of an accomplishment and they just want to share it, to you, it looks like they're bragging and they're trying to throw it in your face. And they're really not. They're just the same way when you graduate from college, you're going to post pictures of you mm -hmm. graduating and your diploma. You're proud of it. You're not bragging or throwing it in somebody's face. So it now it's up to you to either take that as inspiration or take it as, man, fuck them, blah, blah, blah. And that's why you see all these people that's always trying to talk bad about people, they're miserable. They're in a horrible, they don't like how their life is. So now they're going to be all over you talking about you fat or blah, 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 this, or just whatever and stuff. They're miserable. And so I just ignore miserable people. So yeah, like I've learned a lot from social media too, but it's all about, like you said, who you follow. And I was yeah. telling one of my students today, I said, I'm really on Twitter for the jokes and I love the food pictures and videos and seeing all that. I'm on, but I ain't gonna lie, I'm also on there because there's a lot of nudity on Twitter now. So I'm on I'm on there for some of that as well for oh, some of the nudity. But then but it's wild because I'll get on there and I'll just be scrolling. I'm like, God dang, it's nothing but fucking dick sucking on Twitter now. Yeah. Well, okay, so I've never been a big Twitter user. Even when I had it, I didn't use it much. I still have one, I just don't use it. Like I don't have the app on my phone or anything. Um, but when I was on there, that's all I would see. And I'm like, okay, either I'm following the wrong people <laughs> or something is wrong. But when, when was the last time? When's the last time you was on Twitter? Oh, it was it had to be months ago. Like and honestly, it, it might have even been like a year ago. Cause I just got back on Twitter because first my account got suspended mm -hmm. <laughs> on Twitter or whatever, because, all because they talking about copyright, because you know, I always would post like music, old music videos and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And so they, I've read the email and it has stuff that I had posted all the way back in 2012. Somebody, oh, you don't stop posting, we're going to sue you. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so my, 
Say it again. I said they've been watching you. Bro, they've been on me watching. Like, if this nigga posts one more video, we're going to get his ass. So <laughs> they suspended my account. It was suspended for like a month and a half. And then I just got used to it and I didn't download it back. I'm like, fuck it. I just want to get back on whatever. And then I got back on Twitter and I'm like, oh, it's all the same shit. It's so much. It's gender wars. Men and women constantly arguing, black men and black women, especially it's people arguing about how to raise kids. And the wildest thing could be people with no kids be talking about you should raise your kids this way. People who's not married talking about marriage and shit. And it's black men and black women constantly arguing. I'm like, all this shit that y'all saying about one another, it it equates to all genders. Like it's the same thing for men and women. Y'all all act the same. It ain't yeah. just women, it ain't just men. But yeah, when I got off of there, I was like. You know, this shit is nice without Twitter, but Twitter, man, it be, it be funny as shit, though, sometimes. And you're like, I need these vibes, and I like seeing the food and all of that. But you, it's like you said, you just got to find the balance for it. Just yeah. like in real life, you have to find the balance. And like when something, as soon as you scroll through something and you have an uneasy feeling or something that maybe pisses you off or now, or you're starting to get jealous of somebody else's life, get off. Unfollow. Unfollow. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I mean, like I've been there before. I, there were people I follow. I might've been, I might've felt jealousy. Of. There's people I follow that, you know, they might, I, I might notice, damn, every time I get on here, she's being negative. Like you gotta yeah. go like, yep. <laughs> every yep. time. So I've definitely unfollowed accounts. I've even made posts telling other people, like if, if it makes you feel uneasy, do it because Anytime that I discover stuff that helps me, I try to help other people. So mm -hmm. I know like more than not, there's a, a lot of us are going through the same stuff. Most, even, of a, most of us are going through the same thing. Yes. Even though we act like we aren't, especially when it comes to social media, because yep. day, social media has kind of has the same effect on all of us for real. Yeah. It's human nature though. It's human nature. It's like, um, like you said, you find something that helps you. You want to share it with someone else. It's like, so you know my brother, Chris. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, so he was. we was talking and he was like, yeah, I saw some of the posts you was making on Instagram and Facebook. So I thought to reach out, look, you was going through something. I was like, not really. It's just that if I'm just, you know, everybody goes through those couple of weeks where you're like, damn, man, shit's a little tough right now. Or it just seems like, like that. I've learned that that saying is truly true truly true it's truly for real i guess that means the same thing but <laughs> that, that old adult him if it ain't one thing it's another that is like i remember mom and daddy used to say that all the time that's real if it ain't one thing it's another but it's very true because there's always going to be something going on but i think that's the key to life though because you're always going to go through stuff there's always going to be something going on that's why you have to find the joy in whatever it is that you're dealing mm -hmm. with yeah. um something the other day i forgot exactly what it said but it was i think it said something like um appreciate what remains or something like that so you know just being thankful for what you still have because I could dwell on all the things that I've lost and be, mm -hmm. but why do that when you still have great things that are happening for you? Yeah. To me, if I'm still here on earth, then that means that something great is, is still in my life and something great is still to come. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Cause it's like a couple of weeks ago, I had to spend random out of nowhere. Didn't I had to spend like $900 on my car. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm not trying to spend all this money, especially like, because August, I went back to work five days. I hadn't been to work five days a week in a year and a half. I only had to go in once a week for the past year and a half. So, and then they, they raised my rent. So all in the same month, my rent got raised and then I'm going back to work full time. And so going back to work full time means I'm spending more in gas as well. And then mm-hmm. just the, the mental aspect of, I live in Atlanta, so now I'm back in traffic five days a week again, spending more on gas. Now at work, I have to pay $56 a month in parking, which is crazy that I'm spending that much in parking. Yes, $56 a month. So I'm sitting in traffic, paying this in parking. All my bills went up. And then I randomly got to pay this on my car and stuff. And mm-hmm. so my immediate reaction is like, the first thing you think, like we talking about uh, people trying to play the victim, you're like, woe is me, blah, blah, blah. And then it turns into... Well, at least I had the money to pay all this though. Like yeah. at, least, at least I could afford to do it. And then at least when, and I really, I wasn't like trying to uh, woe is me or ask for help, but I was talking to daddy and he was just like, well, if you need me to send you like a couple hundred, just let me know. I'll send you $200, $300 or something. And so mm-hmm. then I'm even thankful that I have a father that's willing to do that. And then I'm thankful that I have a father that has enough to do that as well. Because a lot of people have fathers that do have enough money to do that, but still wouldn't do it, though. Too so, prone. And no money. Right. So I had to count my blessings. All right, all right Will. You tripping. Yeah. Get, yeah. get over yourself, bro. At least you had it. So it's all about finding that balance in real life and on social media, though. So, yeah. Because um, I've had... I financially, I have, I've struggled for a while. I mean, like I can pay my bills, but like we mentioned earlier, it's almost like house poor a little bit, like extra, but you be feeling guilty about spending it, you know, Mm because it's like early was able to pay for that, you know? So, um, for me, like my, my car needed tires. Luckily I have parents who don't want me to die when I'm driving (laughs) because otherwise, Otherwise, um, I'd be sliding across Cameron Road. Yeah, so- I just had I just had to get four tires and a tire alignment as well, and working on my AC as well, and the oil change. The oil change was the least of it, but adding the oil change onto all of that, and you know, tires, man, that shit ain't cheap, especially if you want to get good tires. Like, <laughs> and you know what? That this conversation even kind of goes back to, um us talking about like what people have to deal with like you're not just you're when you get paid you don't even we a lot of us don't even think to to think about that stuff like oh crap I need to save money for this or I need to save money just in case this happens a lot of times people do not save for that they just be out here living a life (laughs) people do not have savings for when things go bad and um you know, that just that, you know, a lot of those people that we think are living it up on social media, they probably ain't saving no money for for, for rainy days. Right. So. But it's, it's even like when the pandemic first hit and stuff and we think of all these musicians and artists, pop singers, rappers, bands, whatever, that they out here got this money and all that. But you could see that they was even struggling because as soon as they couldn't tour anymore, then they, they trying to get back on the road quick as hell. But that shows you that the artists that we think are like making money and doing all of this or whatever, they started struggling when they couldn't tour. And we forget that 
only the biggest artists, the Kendrick Lamars, the Drakes, the the J. Coles, the Jay-Z's, the Beyonce's, like fucking yep, yep. um fucking um on Ariana Grande or whatever. Those are the big, those are the big names, the big artists. So they're good. But the regular artists, just a regular rapper, it could be uh fucking Moneybag Yo, Lil Baby, all of them, like they're not those big time artists. So they need to tour to make all their money. And that's just the smoke and mirrors and the facades of social media. And I'm not saying that the little babies of the world are trying to pretend like they got the money or whatever, but that just goes to show you, we get it in our head to think that they're living a certain way. Like I, I will have certain friends from college that I see they're in a different country every weekend, but maybe all those pictures are from one trip six months ago. And then they just spaced out the pictures. It could be that, or they could have spent their last dime on this trip and now they don't have, because I remember in college when niggas would go on spring break and hadn't even paid their rent yet and come back and they got eviction notices on their apartment. And I'm just or, like. Or they using credit cards and now they in debt because they didn't take the trip. So, correct, you know, stuff that we don't, we don't see. And especially when it comes to celebrities, people are trying to be like celebrities all the time and they're going broke to be like a celebrity when celebrities are not really even paying for that stuff. Right, all, that's the craziest part. Celebrities don't pay for their own shit. They get stuff for free. All them bottles, y'all, uh, people be trying to keep up with Beller and whatever's the most popular. Um, you know, people, everybody feel like they got to go get it. I got to have it because so-and-so got it on social media. Okay, but he got that for free because he's, right. they, they giving him that so he can promote it. So people like you will go buy it. Yeah, because Diddy ain't paid for a bottle of Ciroc in 13, 14 years. Oh. Not, and it's not even that he just ain't paid for a bottle of Ciroc. He's getting bottles for free so he can advertise it. So then niggas like us will be like, oh, shit, Diddy's drinking Ciroc. Let me go buy some Ciroc. Like, that's, that's how it works. They like all these artists and celebrities are getting clothes for free. They're getting shoot. They're like, so I remember maybe last year or two years ago, I can't remember. But like Drake posted something that somebody he's got his own private jet, but that private jet he got was through a company that owns the private jet and he became a spokesperson for the private jet. So it's not necessarily, and I ain't counting his pockets obviously because he's probably got enough money for it anyways because he's the number one artist in the world for the last, what, five, six, seven, eight, nine, however many years now. But the, jet, the private jet is a partnership with the company so I'm pretty sure he's probably getting it for free and he's just got to pay for the gas. And I say just pay for the gas, which is more than I make in a year. But right. still, like, he's not paying for the jet. He might just be paying for the gas or just paying for certain things on it. But he, it's not all the things that come with it. And that's just the smoke and mirrors of social media. And then us regular folk, I guess, like us, we mm -hmm. make ourselves think we got to be living like that. So then you got people out here making... 50,000 a year, which is a good salary, everybody. So I'm not shitting on that because shout out to 50 a year. But you got, <laughs> niggas, you got niggas like us that'll make 50 a year thinking we got to live like celebrities that get everything for free. And then we spending our last dime to go to fucking whatever country just so we can mm -hmm. post pictures to make it seem like we live the life. Every, all this for pictures. That's crazy, ain't it? So, yeah, just to get people to like your shit and have, look, Half the people that are retweeting your shit and liking your pictures, they don't fuck with you anyways. They want to, they, they would laugh at your downfall. They're going to like your pictures, but they'll also laugh at your downfall where they'll be like, 
hey, you see what happened to Will? I knew that nigga was lame as hell anyway. That nigga mm-hmm. looked like they're going to laugh at your downfall. A lot of times the people ain't even liking your pictures. There are so many people. You can go to their social media. They have, um, let's just say, 5,000 followers. Um, you go to a picture, they got 78 likes. Right, which the ratio to that is not great. <laughs> it's not great at all. I mean, like, I have 700 and something followers. Do I expect to have more? No, I don't even talk to people, you know? So it don't bother me. But I get maybe on average, I probably get like 60 likes on a picture. And see, for me, so if I, I get 60 likes. So why would so- I take my black ass all the way across the country to go take some pictures for 60 60- <laughs> <laughs> that's right the, that that's not a good return that's not a good return like you going all the way across the country just to get 59 likes and then maybe 72 and then but it was funny for me if i get 60 likes on a picture i was like oh damn i got a lot of likes on that like i'm surprised that i got 60 likes on that shit but it's true because it's wild when i look at like this this weekend coming from the wedding and i post all the shit from the wedding and all that and I'm getting all these likes on there. And I did, I'm not gonna lie, I had one thought is like, I come on, get all these likes on my post. But when I show about somebody else's love and wedding, <laughs> I don't get all that. Or even like, or the most likes I get is when like, if I post a picture with a girl and people think that I'm in a relationship with her, I get a lot of likes about, oh shit, look at Will, he got a bad one here. And then they post all day, all these likes, I'm getting comments and stuff. Um, Certain foods that I post, I'll get a whole lot of responses into it. But then yeah. it might just be a regular picture of me from brunch, and I'm thinking I'm handsome that day. I get 22 likes. I'm like, Damn. I swear, because I ain't even gonna lie. The picture I took at the wedding in front of the flowers, I was like, yeah, this is real social media right here. Man, I posted that picture within the first hour. I had like 10 likes. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. <laughs> right and i'm i'm so thankful that i'm not a person that um gets my confidence and yeah. security in myself from social media because if i did i would be down bad and i see what some of these other people go through because the people that get their confidence and the security in themselves from social media that's got to be a difficult way to live because one day you getting 5,000 likes on a picture, then the next day you only getting 17, and then one day you only get seven. Like, mm-hmm. there's plenty of shit I post that I get like two likes, but I'll be sitting here thinking, I'm a funny motherfucker, and this shit is dope as and, hell. And you can really tell on social media who is secure in that stuff and who isn't, because now Instagram has a feature where you can remove the amount of likes. So people I can't just see. noticed that last week. Yeah. Yeah can remove it and 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 so it doesn't show an amount of how many people liked your stuff and I just don't care enough like I don't care I'm not about to be like oh let me go remove this because I only got 20 likes on it so I'm gonna remove how many likes I got like I ain't ain't got time for that but you can tell because there's people who use it and you can Mm -hmm. definitely yeah that's that's wild as hell all right we're gonna take a break and come back to the characteristic of a fuckboy. We started with that. <laughs> we, oh crap, we did. So we're gonna <laughs> we gonna take a little break, and when we come back, we're gonna finish. We started with broke, and then we're gonna finish the characteristics of a uh, broke boy. Okay.
So we started with the characteristics of a broke boy. We start, it came, it basically was broke mentality. Broke mentality can be several things. It ain't just finances. It's the whole uh, mentality. What is a second characteristic of a, uh, of a fuck boy? Um, ooh, it kind of, it kind of bounces off broke, but, um, men who aren't like, now nah, let me switch it up. I'm gonna switch it up. So I would say men who aren't like, um, emotionally available to me, that's, that's fuck boyish. Um, just because like, normally if you're not emotionally available, then you only want like one thing. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty clear, you know? Um, so typically if you're a fuck boy, if you, you have no intentions on doing anything other than sex, um, but if that's all you want, sometimes that's all women want too. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not just a one-sided thing. Sometimes that's all women want too, but I would categorize you as a fuck boy if you're not clear about that. Yeah. So like, um, if you lead somebody on to believe that, you know, you're selling somebody a dream, like, oh, eventually uh, we're going to be able to do this and we're going to be together and, you know, all this stuff. Just don't do that. Like, if you just want to have sex, just say that because I'm either gonna say yes or I'm gonna say no. It is so, a man that is not emotionally available. What kind of stuff is he saying to you? Like it um, could either be in the DMs, in person, whatever. What kind of stuff do um, emotionally unavailable men say? So that's not gonna be something that you notice right away. So it's How long not. Do you think it takes? Uh. If you're if you're a woman that's aware of your needs and your wants, it's not gonna take you long. Okay. It's probably gonna take you, I would say maybe two to three weeks, depending on how how much you're around this person, how much time y'all spending together, what kind of conversations y'all are having. Because if you're if you're like me and you eventually want to build into a relationship, you're gonna have these kind of conversations right away. So you can kind of figure out like, okay, is this what I want or no? Um, so like, for example, I was I was kind of dating a guy um, between like July and, uh, yeah, between July and like September. Um, okay. I had to cut him off because he was not like, as far as like my needs emotionally, he wasn't, there like physically yes but everything else was like okay i'm telling Ew. you no i'm just playing i'm sorry but <laughs> but um i'm telling him like okay this is what this is what i need in order to feel this way or this is what i need you to do for me to you know like this is my love language basically um and it's kind of like it would go in one ear and out the other or like he would get irritated when i would tell him like I don't like that you did that, or this is what I would have preferred you to do. Um, so stuff like that, you you can tell right away. You can tell right away. And then like, also like just the way they treat you. So like, if, if we're in the beginning stages of dating, like I expect you to try to like win me over in some kind of way, mm -hmm. not even really trying. Like I ain't got no flowers. I ain't got, you know, we didn't barely went out for real. Like if we went out, it's because we agreed we were going to go out. It's not like the, Hey, I want, I want to take you out to this place or so it's just, it's stuff like that. And you can tell that stuff 
pretty quickly. You're not going to tell it. You're not going to be able to tell through DMs and all that stuff. You're going to actually probably spend some time, but you have to be, because a lot of women get wrapped up in just having attention and you have to be able to be like, okay, outside of the attention I'm getting, outside of whatever we're doing, other things we're doing, this is not working. Um, so that's something I had to, it's hard to do, but with me, um, you know, being aware of who I am and what, uh, what I want and what I need. And it took a long time for me to get there too. Like, you know, I've been in relationships that lasted for a long time, never getting what I need out of it. Um, but, but you have to go through that stuff in order to learn like, okay, this is what I don't want. So it took me a long time, but I'm glad I'm in that spot it's rough because now it's like I cut people off so quick like I really do but um I'm glad that I'm able to do that why do you think that it's way easier for a woman to kind of in a sense be strung along by men like that where it's like it's like it's so obvious that that man ain't shit Mm -hmm. but why do you think it's so easy for a woman to be strung along with that well one because when uh, most women are most of us are looking for the happy ending mm-hmm. and we believe that men are we believe that when a man comes in and he he's selling you a dream that eventually it's, it's probably going to happen you know we we definitely believe that but the problem is that we're so a lot of us are so focused on on the end the possible end result that we're not looking at all of the red flags since that's so popular right now um, oh my gosh we're not looking at all of the red flags that come right at the beginning like for with me for example in my last long-term relationship um we I, I looked past a whole lot of stuff because I was so busy focusing on what could potentially be something. And I, I mean, like I've really put myself in a deep hole by not loving myself. And I think that a lot of women struggle with um, knowing their worth. We, a lot of women think they know their worth and they don't, yeah. um, they don't know what they want. They don't, you know, so it's, it's all about, like I said before, it's all about self-awareness. And if you're not a self-aware person, you are not able to, to divide out who doesn't need to be there. So that's why it's so easy to get strung along because you're just like, okay, well, you know, he's giving me what I need in the moment, but he's not giving you, he's in the long term. Can he give you everything that you're, that you're looking for? And how do you, do you know how to figure that out? Because a lot of women don't. Yeah, that's, it's, it's wild because it's like women look for ways to like, it's like more women are like, I'm going to keep him. Yeah, he messed up. I'm going to keep him. I, I, they look for ways to, I'm going to keep this guy in my life. But mm-hmm. men are so like, women are way more easier to forgive you. And no matter what, they're like, well, we just got to make this work and figure it out. But men, and men are the total opposite where they're just like, fuck that bitch and just whatever, which is just wow. And so while, like I said earlier on, Men and women, most of us like the what the things we complain about each other, one another, are basically the same thing for both. But there mm-hmm. are certain things where I will agree that it really is different between men and women. Like women can forgive a man 
way quicker and easier than a man's gonna forgive a woman. A man could go out and get his dick sucked, have sex with a woman and all of that. But then a woman could just kiss a man one time and the dude's like, I'll never forgive her. And yeah. a man is hurt and done for and as well because women will forgive so much easier. It's like, well, I expect him to mess up at least once. Mm-hmm. So I'll forgive him. But men, when a woman just does one thing, he she was on the phone until three o'clock with this guy. I'll never forgive her. And it's just, it's wild to see that. And it's like, why? I, and I say this all the time. Like, we're so easy to forgive. Um, I think because we can move on from things a little faster than men. But it's like, why, why can women easily move on though? Like, I don't, I don't know why we're like that. I wish I, <laughs> but I've noticed that men be like, y'all, y'all hold on to stuff for a long time. Like y'all really, it'd be, y'all really be <laughs> In third grade, in third grade, Brandy Pacifume didn't I, hold my hand. <laughs> and I think that's why a lot of people end up in messed up situations because people hold on to stuff that happened to them like, years and years ago what i said look what i said about old girl at the airport talking about (laughs) yes i can't date you because you know you still you stuck on your sister getting hit by the car you look no you a pisces and i had a bad time with a pisces in uh sophomore year of college like bitch what are you talking about pisces get out of here i'm real over the zodiac stuff too like i (laughs) I mean, like I, I like it in at some points, but then when it starts to affect like the you building relationships with people, like let's be honest, yes, some of that stuff is probably true, but a lot of the way people are is because of their life experiences, not right. because X sign. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, oh, I can tell by the way you said thirteen that you got to be an Aquarius, right? Like, uh, no, I'm a Pisces. Uh, uh-uh, uh, now hold on. So the way that you laugh and the way you blink your eyes, you got, you have to be a Sagittarius. Am I right? What are you even talking about? Like, I can't date you because when I was 13, a Pisces hit me running across the street and all Pisces just be hitting people. What the fuck are you talking (laughs) about? Like this, like you said, some of this shit I agree with, but it's gotten out of control. Yeah, I definitely think that it that a lot of that stuff is true, but I think that social media again has had a way of putting its own twist to it. And now it's just like now y'all just wear me out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now I'm just I'm done. And it just makes you totally against it. All right, before we get too far from it. So emotionally unavailable was the second characteristic for a fuck boy. What's something else to show you a sign that you're looking back and like, oh, this nigga might be a fuck boy? Um Shit, probably just lying for real. Cause I was waiting for who's gonna get there because I feel feel like a fuckboy lies for no reason. Quick as they lie for no reason. I mean, like just lie about anything. Like, Will, I have probably been on most dating apps, and I went. I'm gonna just tell a story because you would. But but, so hold on, hold on, on. one minute. All right, everybody, sit back. Y'all ready for story time? (laughs) Chicken and liquor hour story time. Let's do it. (laughs) This was the ultimate fuck boy. Like, I don't think I've ever met anybody as fucked up as this. But anyway, so um, I started talking to this dude. He tells me he's from New York. And he was the only reason that, because I don't, normally when I'm on social, uh, 
when I'm on dating apps, I try to find people within my distance. Right. So um, he he comes up and he says he's from New York. And I'm like, well, that's weird. How did I, you know? <laughs> so he's like, he's in Louisville visiting his sister and his, his sisters and his mom or whatever. So we keep talking. The vibe is good, you know, stuff like that. So he's saying like that he's leaving for New York within like the next few days or so. So we were like, well, let's meet, let's meet up before, you know, um, before you go back just to see if it's worth still communicating or whatever. Yeah. So, um, we go to a restaurant now, mind you, I know that, well, he claims to have been here from out of town. So I'm like, okay, well, he probably doesn't have his, a vehicle. So I was I was cool with driving. You know, it is what it is. So we go to this restaurant or whatever. We eat. Now, whole time, I mean, things are, are cool, but it's like, I could tell something was a little off, like a little weird and shit. Um, he was him. He wasn't a, he wasn't a catfish physically, but he was... <laughs> But he was a catfish, in other words. So, um, so yeah, so we eat and all that stuff. So after we get done eating, he they bring the check. This man is like, I got his bathroom. So I'm like, oh fuck. So, <laughs> so he's like, uh, so he's like, he gets up to the, he gets up and goes to the bathroom. Well, when I tell you, he was probably in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. And I'm just looking at that check because I'm like, well, what I'm not doing is paying. <laughs> it's her. The lady didn't came back. She didn't ask if she didn't ask if the check is ready to be paid for. And I said, no, because <laughs> I wasn't paying. So he finally comes back and I'm like, are you good? Like, are you okay? So he claims that he had got sick in the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, here's this check. <laughs> here's the check though, my nigga. Here's the check. Like, I'm sorry you got sick, but here's this check. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so he, he takes the check. I see him pull his wallet out, but he like he's like holding it under the table. So I'm like, oh, this nigga ain't got no money. Which I already <laughs> he got up and went to the bathroom. I already knew that's what, what was going on because ultimately he wanted me to pay the check while he was in the bathroom. Mm. so um so yeah so he gets up and walks up to the bar and I guess pretends to pay at the bar I don't really fucking know so he comes back and he's like we good so I'm like who so I'm like we we walking out here comes the waiter she's like this ain't paid for I said I was so embarrassed, so frustrated. That's probably the the biggest fuckboy I've ever met in my life. He come to find out, like I did, I had already done a little research, but I couldn't, you know, because anytime that I'm like got to meet with somebody or go out with somebody, I'm always gonna make sure I do my research. So yeah. I had to Googling and shit like that. I couldn't find nothing. We'll come to find out this man had lied about his name. He had lied about yes he lied about everything he was just lying like literally and that's why I'm like he wasn't a catfish physically but everything else was fake and I I, I like I don't have words for it 
Like, I'm, right, I'm as uh as white people would say, I'm flabbergasted. No, really. Like I I think when it first happened, I was very embarrassed. Like I didn't even want to tell anybody. Um, because you just don't think that stuff like that will happen to you. Um, <laughs> but I think it was like it was an experience I needed though, because then like the next guy that I dated or that I went out with, he was like, um, he was like, let's go out to dinner. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna be able to do that. <laughs> right <laughs> i was like we can go do something i was like let's go get ice cream or something like that let's go to you starbucks nigga. <laughs> yes, you're not about to have me embarrassed in a whole ass restaurant in front of everybody like nobody will ever be able to do that with me again so wow bro like what did he think was going to why would you set up a date when you know you can't have, like as a man yeah, I've been on first dates with women and she pays her own, I pay my own, but yeah. I'm just expecting that I might that I'm probably going to pay. So mm-hmm. if I can't afford it, I'm not going to set up that date. I will figure something else out like, hey, let's go get a drink. Let's yeah. go to Starbucks. Like, let's something. I mean, it was, it was middle of July. Like we literally could have went to like the waterfront and walked. Right. Or- anything free like I'm definitely not one of them females that's like you got to blow a bag on me on the first date no yeah. we can't go do anything free baby I $65 DM fee <laughs> like I, it was it was crazy to me and I was just like I I mean like I could believe it because that's what people people are doing that shit now but at the same time I'm like why though like what was his what yeah. was his goal you couldn't have thought that I was gonna leave that restaurant and still be interested in you that, like, the wild part is he really thought that y'all was going to leave and you was just going to, like, have sex with him. Like, that's what he thought. <laughs> and and he was, like, looking back, I'm, like, I don't even know why I allowed him to get back in my car because I did. I took him back home and everything. Like, but I wasn't because even... You're, it's because you're a hella good person and you was just like, well, I'll just give him a ride then. I wasn't even thinking straight. Like, at that point, I was like, I got to get out of... I just got to get out of this restaurant. I was so embarrassed. But at the same time, like, now that I'm looking back, I'm like, I shouldn't even, like, have took him back where he needed to go. Like, I don't know what his ultimate goal was. I don't know if he was, you know, like, he could have done anything to me in that car. Yeah. Um, but... You know, because then once you figure out that somebody ain't who they say they are, you're like, damn, he could have did this, he could have did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, wow. And even on the on the way to dropping him off, like he was saying anything to like try to manipulate me. Like he tried every manipulation tactic. And because of the men I've dealt with in the past, <laughs> I know those things. I know, I know those type of that that type of behavior. So. I didn't fall for it, but I was just like, he's out of his fucking mind. Like, I think I pulled off before he could even get both his feet out the car. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, look, I have dealt with like shitty women, of course, but I thank God that I'm not a woman and I don't have to date these niggas or whatnot. Like, and like I said, I have been like, there's a lot of women who ain't shit and who be lying and blah, blah, blah. But I truly feel like I'd rather deal with the women I have to deal with than the niggas that y'all deal with. Because even after that man did all of that on that date, he still thought you was going to like pull up in front of his house or whatever and be like, can I suck your dick? He really thought you was probably going to say that. There's no way. And, and it just makes me think like, what are other women doing? Like what is going on? Oh my, Hey, look, look, Shayla, I'll tell you these other, 
there's a lot of women that's out here doing shit that you would never think they would do oh for way God. less. Like the bar, the bar is low, Shayla. The bar is low. And it's crazy. The bar is in hell. <laughs> bruh, the bar, bruh, the bar is on the ground. You just walk over it. And and the crazy part is the bar is so low, and niggas still don't be reaching it though. <laughs> Man, I'm, for real. I'm like dude what is going on like I really it is really a struggle today like I tell people all the time who are in marriages or in relationships like if you are happy where you at stay because it's not there's nothing there is not a damn thing out here for any of us I mean you're not lying like I got a co-worker who he's married and he talks about their marriage and like he talks about all the good parts the bad parts and all that he said, the, the thing about marriage, he said, and I'm saying this honestly to you, my friend, and you're single. The thing about marriage is you find somebody that you're willing to put up with all the bullshit and the downtimes with, because he said marriage, he said marriage is literally a roller coaster. He said, you just going up and down, up and down. And because I was telling him about one of my friends was complaining, talking about, bro, we don't never have sex. We don't do this. And we don't, she don't cook. She, we don't do this. And I've told this story to like three different married couples and all three of them. When I say that, when I say they all had the same reaction to when they're like, bro, she don't never, we don't never have sex. All three of them is like, it's marriage. Like sometimes you go through those times where you just don't have sex, whatever. And, and then there's times where you just constantly having sex. And then there's times where you never have sex. And then there's times where you just pissed off at each other. And yeah, you I I think a lot of um, I think that a lot of men, especially, and I'm only saying that because I don't date women, so I don't know. But yeah. I think that I'm sorry, wait a minute. You sound just like me because when I be like a lot of women, I'm just saying this because I don't date men, so I ain't saying men ain't like right. this. But I, <laughs> but I think that a lot of men have a really hard time accepting that because it's like sometimes if you don't want to have sex, it's like I don't want to, and they are like the world is ending, like. <laughs> oh, I can't fuck with you no more because you don't want to have sex when it's time to have sex. And what? Like, damn, I said I didn't want to do it one day. Now we can't ever fuck with each other ever again because I just didn't want to have sex at this one moment. Like, right. I was late, I didn't want to have sex. Right, I'm sorry, like, just right now. Like, even as a man, there's been times where I've had women come to visit and, like, I almost felt less of a man because I didn't want to have sex at that time. And like, when you hear other men talk, they try to make you think like, you should be wanting to have sex every single time. I'm like, no nigga, at that moment, I really, I just, even if, even if my dick got hard, I just didn't have it in me to have sex at that time. And so I could get what you mean by that. Like where a man's like, she didn't want to have sex with me. Nigga, calm down. It's Monday at 4 PM. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fine. And it's like unrealistic too. So that's like another thing is like sometimes people have unrealistic goals for other people. So it's like some men, they want this, they want the uh, 1950s woman, but they also want you to be a porn star and a stripper too. So it's like, so you, <laughs> so you want me to do, you want me to cook clean uh wash clothes you want me to be do pregnant work. and barefoot <laughs> you want me to do all this stuff still work because i still gotta work 40 40 hours a, uh, a week and then you want me to suck your dick every day 
and two, I times, two times a day. Like, yes, <laughs> like, can I get a break? That is wild because I Very used to be a I used to be a person that was like, what men are out here thinking like this? Men ain't like this. But then I get on Twitter, it's enough women saying that. I'm like, oh, there are niggas out here that really think like that. And I I think I was really looking at a lens from my own point of view because I'm not a man that thinks like that. And I think because I was raised around women, like not just my mom and sister, but y'all, my cousins and aunts and all that. And then, you know, you know, like I have a lot of female friends as well. And I'm like, I hear all these stories and I'm just like, man, I really, I heard like this. I, cause I would just think like, I get tired. So of course my girl gets tired sometimes. So maybe she don't feel like sucking your dick. And if she doesn't like, and if you got to beg her to suck it and she doesn't want to do it, it's going to be some lazy hair, bro. Do you even want that? Like what's wrong with you? even want that lack of effort <laughs> she's just gonna be she's gonna be laying her on your stomach with her head her head on your stomach like her nigga damn god no really like would you I rather don't... jack off than get that type of head <laughs> exactly yeah i mean i don't i do i do i think sex is important it is and you yeah. should never get into a a point where somebody feels like they're deprived but i don't think that anybody needs to be feeling like it's a job like yeah. sex should not feel that way. Sex is sex is supposed to be enjoyable, and you shouldn't have somebody. Nobody should be feeling like, damn, I gotta, damn, I don't want to go to bed. I know he gonna like, want me. Sick. Her nigga, <laughs> damn shit, like goddamn. <laughs> and a man should never be like, huh, bitch, fine, I will eat you out. Shit, right? Damn, like, so when I tell that story, tell that story to all my married friends. And legit, all of them had the same reaction. And they're all like, yeah, that's how marriage works. Sometimes it just be like that. So it showed, he was like, that's when I when he said, you just find the person where you're willing to put up with the bullshit with and where you have the, that you, that you want to have the high highs with them and the low lows with them. The problem is when people get married to somebody that, um, that they're not totally with or invested in, they love the really highs with them, but they don't love the lows with them. And right. marriage, marriage is all real, real dedicated relationships with what I find out from all my friends, because I'm not in a dedicated relationship, obviously. But when I listen to all of them that are in dedicated relationships, it's about not enjoying the high highs with them. Yes, that's one thing. But who are you willing to go through the low lows with? And yeah. when you find that person that you want to go through the low lows with, that's that person. So when I heard my friends send all that and then I heard them tell that story, that's when I was like, oh, they don't need to be married no more. They need to go ahead and just get that divorce. And they probably going to be better as friends, actually. They they might be cool as friends. So that's just well. Yeah. Like, and that's why I'm great. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, unfortunately, a lot of some people get in relationships and they may not experience low lows with people until they've been with somebody or are they're already married, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you don't, you don't know those, you don't know how they, how that person is during really hard times. So yeah. you might not out until, until later, but you know, that's why divorce is there. Uh, people be against, <laughs> but it's there. It's there for you to use. Hey. <laughs> I'm not for it, but it's there right. for you to use it. I don't want it, but if I got to do it, I will. Right. If I got to do it, I got to do it. 
what I won't do is be miserable because like even when you think of you know like people are always like love loving how it used to be blah 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 <laughs> oh man them people was in relationships they had no business being in like a lot of us think about like our grandparents I don't think this about my grandparents because I, I do think my grandparents were yeah. in love definitely well hold on uncle brud uncle brud didn't out here have a second family had no. a second family <laughs> <laughs> not that we know of but now um, <laughs> you are stupid <laughs> you like I, hey, I, he, I, hey I, if he did he was good at hiding that shit like a mug i ain't said shit but <laughs> but when i think of my grandparents i don't think like this because yeah. i just seeing them I that to me that was real love but mm -hmm. like you can look at other people's like grandparents and stuff they was going through a lot of shit and, like honestly like back then women stayed even men like even men that are unhappy people stayed in those situations because they needed each other yep. now and we're in a point in life where we don't really like need to have somebody like it's more about companionship for us than it is about oh i need this man here to pay the bills and so i have a roof over my head um or i need this woman because i can't cook so she's gonna have to do all my cooking and my cleaning mm -hmm. and stuff now it's like everybody knows how to do their I'm own say, stuff i'll be out here cooking i do all this shit like i do i i don't need i don't need a woman for that type of shit but you want the companionship, you want the intimacy, you want somebody that as soon as you get good news, that's the first person you want to yeah, tell the good news. It's more like now it's more like partnership. Back then mm -hmm. it it was all about like necessity. They're here for my benefit. <laughs> they're here for, for my benefit only. So hey bro, them motherfuckers was miserable as hell. Like, think about it, like they was having eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen kids. And they hated each other, but we can't get no divorce. Fighting. And then we wonder why stuff like that gets passed down to us. It's because <laughs> that's what people saw. Like people were really that's that's like I said earlier, that's why I applaud our generation because when something ain't for us, we keep it moving. Yeah, like, that's the good part of our generation. Where the moving, like we don't we ain't staying in no relationships that we don't need to be in. Well, a lot of us ain't, some of us are, but we not staying in relationships we don't need to be in, we not staying in uh jobs we don't need to be in, you know. We we keep it moving for the most yeah, part. Cause them motherfuckers, like I got a my I got a, a ex-girlfriend. You know, mm -hmm. I got an ex-girlfriend <laughs> and her grandparents. They was together for so long, and she was talking how he cheated on her several times. And then, like, the funny part is, like, where when he cheated, they all found out and knew about it. But when then she went and messed around, no one found out about any of that shit or whatever. But they would mess around and they hated each other, but mm -hmm. they stayed married for like 30 years, yes. which is crazy as hell. And like, they hated each other, he hated his job. She hated being a stay-at-home mother. And then they had like eight kids still. And they mm -hmm. hated each other and just stayed together. Like, no, nigga, just get a divorce. Y'all probably would be way better as friends, actually, than trying to be married and make this shit work. But they was just taught to figure it out and make it work. And no, none of no one wants to get a divorce. Right. It's better to get a divorce than to, especially if you got kids involved, than to be unhappy and Y'all in the house not talking to each other. You hate each other. Like, I, my You're own. Say what? 
I said when you're fighting and all that stuff that is not yeah. good see like I will say like I applaud my parents because like of course every household has some type of issue you know mm -hmm. but like growing up I probably saw my parents like have big arguments like twice mm -hmm. um and I mean, it still wasn't compared to what I heard other people say they saw or what I know for a fact, I, you know, other people went through or even being over like some of my other family's house, like, mm -hmm. you know who I'm talking about, <laughs> but like, you know, like we didn't go through that. So I applaud my parents because for the most part, I don't have that type of trauma. Like, and there's <laughs> people who literally are traumatized because of the arguments their parents mm -hmm. had or just the stuff that their parents did not it's messed up right shout out because the older we get now we realize that shit was hard marriage was hard as hell and so like even like me you know my parents got a divorce but when they when they told me they was getting divorced we were shocked like i couldn't i never knew that they was going through all the problems they was going through and having arguments or whatever because they didn't do that. They didn't argue in front of us ever. And so shout out to those parents who knew how to keep that away from the kids. Cause when I talk, when I see shit, when I just be on Twitter and see the shit people be writing about, I'm like, damn, like I may have had it a little rough, but I ain't have it like that nigga. God dang. Yeah, people, people really, they be going through it. And I'm like, ooh, I'm just glad like my parents didn't do that stuff in front of me because not only, not only do you sometimes carry that with you, but sometimes you allow that to happen to yourself as well. So it really affects you, your you and your relationships. Yeah. And then it just becomes generational curses because then you yep. you're teaching your kids to do the same stuff. And yep. it really is. It's shit crazy.